What's new at Cold Wax Academy? As Rebecca and Jerry enter the fourth year of live programming, they are bringing a special emphasis to reviewing and consolidating prior learning, as well as to increased member involvement on a variety of topics like professional development, mentoring issues, and other questions posed to the group. As always, members are also encouraged to take part in the online sessions, where lively discussions take place as Rebecca and Jerry respond in real time. And don't forget that Cold Wax Academy members have unlimited streaming access to over 100 previously recorded sessions covering a broad range of topics. You don't have to use Cold Wax Medium to benefit from the content in these recordings. Artists who use other painting media also find a wealth of valuable information there, from the effective use of the visual elements and composition, to personal voice and intentions, to personal issues like procrastination and work-life balance, and much, much more. For more information and to join Cold Wax Academy, please visit coldwaxacademy.com. That's coldwaxacademy.com. That's all for now. Let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are talking about moving your studio, emotions, and memories. In our last episode, we talked about some of the practicalities of downsizing, clearing out, or moving your studio, and tips about ways to deal with your artwork, supplies, and other items that you've accumulated. But what about the emotional side of this? We're going to focus today on how it feels to move out of a studio that has been a very important part of your life. You may be on top of the logistics involved in dealing with downsizing, but you're not a robot mechanically sorting and tossing. Today, we'll talk about the fact that your studio is a very personal place that can evoke a flood of memories and emotions when you need to leave it behind. And we'll also mention the benefits and positive aspects of going through this process. With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. And before we get into that, um, we want to talk about a change here at the podcast. Um, Next month uh, marks six years since Ross and I first started planning for this podcast and talking about it, and five and a half years since we published our first episode, which was in December of 2017. So now uh, we are 261 episodes in. We want to let you know about a change that we've decided to make and how often we're going to be publishing new episodes. Um, We've agreed that this weekly podcast schedule that we've been maintaining has really just gotten to be too much for both of us. We both are very busy. And um, so going forward, we're going to be changing to an every other week schedule. So our next episode will go out in two weeks from now. And for anyone who really needs a weekly dose of The Messy Studio, we hope you'll revisit some of our archived episodes. There are plenty of them covering a wide variety and range of topics that can be searched by keywords on our website. We also want to add special thanks to our loyal, regular listeners who have been with us on this journey, and especially those of you who listen every week. And we hope our listeners will stay with us as we make this change to a more relaxed schedule. Right. And it, it almost goes along with the theme of today's um, episode about 
downsizing and the emotions associated with it. We're sort of downsizing from the podcast, and we just have been talking about this for a while, and things have kind of come to a point where it's going to be really helpful for us to um, be able to spread things out a little bit more. So, okay, let's get into talking about uh, the topic of today and this idea of what what you go through emotionally um, when you have a big move. And there's really, there are those two parts to a big move out of your studio. There is that practical stuff that we talked about last week, and there is the more personal aspect of it. And you can really swing back and forth a lot from day to day as you're, you're going through this, because typically it becomes the main focus of your life for a period of time <clears throat> if you're doing a big job of this. So sometimes you're kind of breezing along and you have that, whatever that momentum, that energy is that that you need to make decisions and kind of just keep going. But other times you can get bogged down. There's a lot of decisions to make and a lot of um, feelings and memories that get brought up. And this that side of it is really important because when you think about what you're what you're doing in going through all your stuff in your studio, it's really your personal history as an artist that is tied to that studio. And there may be things in the studio that you brought with you from another location, but that's that's the locus of it. It's all there in your studio, your life as an artist, whether that's been a relatively short time or whether you've been doing it for decades, in which case there is a lot of history there. Um, and I know that some artists, I think we mentioned this last time with, with stuff, but a lot of artists do have actually quite pristine studios, organized studios. They don't have a lot of extra stuff in there. Um, they're just really good at keeping a clear space and not accumulating things. Um, the rest of us probably wish we'd been a lot more like that when it comes time to move. But in fact, most of us have a big buildup of art-related stuff. And, you know, last week we were going through what those items were, including artwork, supplies, and all kinds of things. But each item might have associated with it a memory, um, a thought, a feeling. And so you are really pretty much going through things piece by piece, category by category. And this process can really be positive in some ways, but it can also be challenging. And we want to present both sides of it. And and when I was writing up the notes for today, I got in touch with Allison B. Cook, my friend who had contributed some ideas to last week's session. And so I asked her if she could say a little bit more about the process of moving what she is going through right now in terms of feelings and memories and things like that. So she very, very nicely wrote up some notes about that. And I'm just going to quote her and her take on this move, this process, which she is still in the middle of doing, is basically really positive. So she said... Um, Preparing to move two studios to Indiana over the last many months has been an incredible life experience with a wide range of emotional realities. 
The endless physical work can be exhausting, of course, but on an emotional level, there's also an interesting blend of memories that I can see in all the artworks. This process has given me new insight into the many common threads woven together that appear in nearly four decades of creating work. I can certainly see both weaker eras and times of great growth in studio pursuits, but the overall feeling in the work remains, and there is a continuum of ideas. I think that's so interesting that 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 does come through when you go through a lot of older work, and you if you pay attention, you see the threads, you see the common ideas, and that's that is a really positive feeling because you realize all these years you've been working on something that's that's pretty consistent, you know that there's a there's a a thrust to what you've done that is going in a certain direction and will continue. So I, I thought that was a, a really um, good comment. And she also, she added, interestingly, at this stage of life, um, it's been both sad and completely liberating to curate a lifetime of one's own artwork. However, I do feel it's all somehow deeply embedded in my psyche. I don't need so many pieces to remember where I was artistically at the time. I was often surprised at how quickly and intuitively I could make decisions about the fate of various pieces. Um, and again, I, li I like that idea that she's acknowledging that when we do the work, it is it becomes part of us. So do we need anymore the actual thing itself? Um, we certainly don't need all the things <laughs> we need. We want to keep some of them for sure. Um, but I, I just, I thought her comments were really interesting about kind of a, a life reveal, you know, as you go through your work. And I experienced that as well when I cleared my studio out and to look at things that were decades old and sense connections, see connections, um, it, it makes made me feel good about myself as an artist to see that there was um, a continuity. I think that's important to a lot of artists. Uh, for people who are not planning a move but are maybe just kind of clearing out their studio or they're considering such a thing, is there a period of time that you think is, is a good amount of time between uh, those processes. So if, if you haven't moved in 10 years, do you think doing it every 10 years or so is a good idea or uh, is there? I think as much as, yeah, as much as you can, I think maybe a big, a big step when you just feel like things are getting cluttered and maybe it is every 10 years, maybe it's sooner. And then I guess the trick is to try to keep up with it. And I think we talked about that a little bit last time that you know, maybe at the end of a year to say, what can I get rid of? Or you open a drawer and you and your flat files and you see a bunch of stuff that when you put it in there, you thought it was really good. And now it's like moving on, it's not what you want anymore. So I'd say it's a combination of maybe periodically doing a bigger job, but in between just as much as you can. And, and I actually get rid of a lot of stuff in the moment, you know, like works on paper. If they don't work, I just trash them right away. I'm trying to be better at <laughs> not letting things pile up because it's a big project, you know, when once you have a buildup of stuff. 
I suppose part of what um, I'm asking is how to take full advantage of that that process of looking back and seeing that mm. that continuum of your work. And if there's a oh. period of time where you think that it's really beneficial to do a review. Oh, okay. I get it. So not just dealing with the stuff, but the what it brings up. Um, I would say there's probably not like a regular schedule or anything, but maybe when you feel you maybe you're at a little bit of a impasse in your work and you you want to reconnect with something that you were doing before um you need some kind of fresher connection to who you've been for all these years i'd say that would be a good time um to do it i want to talk a little bit about kind of the big picture of what is a studio like what does a studio mean to us as artists and why can this be a bit traumatic to have to leave obviously it's a place that where you make your work but it's more and and now we're talking about somebody who's actually moving and leaving behind their physical space and it's certainly no wonder that we get attached to them because they really they fill various places in our creative lives and obviously one the one, the one we've just been talking about is this kind of repository of stuff from your different eras of your creative life, which could be many years. And so your personal creative history is there. Um, and the, the building itself, though, or the room or whatever you have, also tends to be kind of a refuge, kind of a, a sanctuary, because it is a private place where you've spent many hours alone. You've struggled with your work, you've been joyful about your work, you know, you felt boredom, you felt excitement. It's it's a place where um, you really are in touch with yourself in ways that go really deep, the ways that you need to go deeply for your work. This solitude that you can experience in your studio is is becomes a part of your life and it's associated with the place. It's associated with where you sit, where you like to, you know, have your coffee in the morning as you look at your paintings, whatever it is. And it just becomes part of that space. And, you know, in that space, you're also contemplating your work, you're contemplating your life, maybe you're uh, making sketchbooks, journals, taking notes, maybe you've had some, you know, really good conversations in there with people who came in to see your work friends who appreciate work, that kind of thing. Um, some studios are also related to business in the sense that when you go to deal with the stuff in your studio, you are confronted with uh, works of art that never sold, that came back to you after being out in the world or just never went out into the world. And that that can represent some sense of failure uh, in some cases. And you're looking at maybe a pretty big inventory of stuff. And I know there can be a tendency to think, why haven't I done better at my art business? Why haven't I done better at selling my work when you have to deal with this stuff? So it's kind of the emotional side of it is, how does this happen? You know, and I, I, I know of people where they've kind of been confronted by that in an uncomfortable way. Um, your studio may also be um, 
Oh, and I should add, sometimes the business aspects are good. I mean, you might see work that reminded you of a really successful time or a show or, you know, come across memorabilia from your exhibits and things like that. So I don't mean to, you know, focus on the down stuff. Uh, that's the more challenging, you know, when it when it brings up something uncomfortable. The other thing about your studio, depending on how you use it, is it may be actually kind of tied to a larger art community where you live in that maybe you've had uh, studio visits, maybe you've taught workshops there, maybe you've mentored another artist there, had an open studio. So there's this feeling of your studio that can be part of an art community as well. And when you're leaving the studio, if you're moving, you may be leaving that art community. And so it's all kind of tied together um, as a as a transition that has you know different aspects to it. Let's take a quick minute to look at what deals are available from Blick. Utrecht Artist Imperfect Oil Paint Tubes and Cans are now 65% off. Blick is clearing out imperfect tubes of Utrecht Artist Oil Paints. This is your chance to stock up on these professional quality oil paints at incredible sale prices. Limited quantities available while supplies last, all sales are final. Prized by professionals for their brilliant color, rich texture, outstanding light fastness, and excellent long-term performance, Utrecht has been handcrafting these fine artist oil colors in Brooklyn, New York for over 50 years. High pigment concentrations guarantee superior tinting strength and remarkable vibrancy straight from the tube. These are the same high-quality Utrecht artist oils that you normally buy. They're just tubes and cans that have been dented during shipping or handling, and uh, they're just not quite perfect, but it's the same high-quality paint inside. To get the imperfect Utrecht artist oil paint tubes and cans at 65% off list price, please remember to use our affiliate link, which is, of course, MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick. That's MessyStudioPodcast.com slash B-L-I-C-K. That takes you straight through to the regular Blick website. But when you use our affiliate link, then Blick will donate a very generous 10% to the Messy Studio Podcast, which really helps us to pay bills around here. So once again, that's MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick. All right, let's get back into it. And I, I suppose when you're, you know, it, it's, we're talking pretty generally here, and people have a lot of different reasons for having to downsize. And, you know, it may just be to clear out. We've been talking more about, you know, people actually having to move. If you're moving, there's there's a lot of other stuff that you're dealing with. Like if you're moving your whole house, that is already a big deal. That is already emotional. Um, you know, you're leaving the known for the unknown. Maybe there are anxieties about what you're going to be finding in your new home. And so then the studio is just one component of that. And that's a lot to deal with. If you're just moving your studio, um, I guess there are good reasons and bad reasons for that. I know of artists who have basically uh, been forced out of their studios because the building that was in was sold or was going to be used for some other reason, and they had to leave. Um, or a lot of times people leave a studio because they found something better. And then you know, it's it's a much more positive move, it's, but you still have to go through all your stuff and you still have to deal with a lot of stuff. But I think those those different reasons can play into whether it tends to be more stressful or not. Um, 
during the move, there are kind of stress points for just about anybody going through this. And one of them is having a deadline for being out of the space. Usually it's being sold or something. Or you, you're starting to pay a, um, a lease on a new place and it's time to move. So that creates pressure and it creates worry that you're not going to get it all done. And, and you can really feel like you have to go at it really hard every single day. <laughs> and that's that's just exhausting and there's no way around it. Um, if you're dealing with a lot of stuff that's piled up, one of the things that you will do emotionally is confront um, habits of yours that you might regret a little bit, might make you cringe, like um, over-purchasing stuff, buying too much stuff, um, not being able to get rid of things, hoarding things, you know, and, and you're suddenly faced with all this work to do, and you can really start kicking yourself and saying, you know, why did I let this happen? And there's the draining part of simply having to make so many decisions because over and over what you're doing really is, you know, you pick up a thing or an artwork and you have to rate your attachment to it. <laughs> well, sometimes that that's easy. And Allison mentioned that sometimes she was surprised at how easy it was. I, I thought at times it was really easy too. You can just see it. I, I really don't need that anymore. Um, but a lot of times you're conflicted because you have some sentiment around it. And so you have this push and pull of practicality and being sentimental about something. And it, it can be a lot of ups and downs, you know, as you go through that, like every single day. Um, so on the good side, you know, if you're moving to a better situation and you're excited about going, that's great. You know, you're able to keep your eyes on what's going to happen next in a good way. Um, and that's kind of what Allison was describing, that she can look forward to this new situation. Even if you're not, you know, sold on that it's going to be that much better, I guess, to at least try to be positive about it just helps overall. This helps smooth things out. Um, so I I do think, though, that the emotions that you feel, whatever they are, um, you kind of, you just kind of have to feel the feelings, you know, whether they're, um, maybe you're sad, maybe you're nostalgic, maybe you have regrets, or maybe you're, you're excited, you're looking forward to change. Like, let the feelings be and kind of ride through them and and I I really believe that if you if you're going through any big change in your life and you're pushing down the emotions it's going to come back to bite you and so as much as possible you know just to be self-aware and, and accept that okay this is this has got some some parts of it that are going to push and pull me a little bit um one of the things that, that Allison talked about, which was which was really very nice in terms of a positive emotion um, of, of moving and clearing out, was gratitude. And she said, um, I've loved seeing so much in the studio that reminds me of great mentors, fellow artists, teachers, travels. Um, there are seemingly endless interrelated experiences that are present 
They're present in her work, and that evolved over the years. And she said, I see signs of that every way and everywhere, and I am eternally grateful. I think that's a, you know, that's the really beautiful side of going through all your stuff is you, you, you catch those good memories, those good associations, as well as anything that might be a little more stressful. Um, I think last episode we talked about, you, you mentioned taking it slow, if you can, like try to avoid being overwhelmed um, as you're going through this process. You know, do, do a bit and then put it aside or turn to something else and do that bit for a little while. Um, trying to avoid kind of emotional exhaustion, I suppose, just I think that helps keep your focus on more like your to-do list, your practical stuff. Um, feel the feelings, but if they start to get too much, you know, I think a lot of people need a break in the middle of this, <laughs> even if it's just for a day or so. And that's, of course, that's true for any big project or anything that seems overwhelming. Um, but this, there's something about moving that is, um, it's special. It's especially hard. Um, and, to, and to keep practicality in mind can be pretty challenging. Yeah, do you have any any tips for just how to deal with those those times when something is uh maybe maybe like especially difficult or like there's a uh you know there's kind of a a, a slump that you have to get over in the process? I don't know, is, is does that make <laughs> yeah. sense? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um and I I certainly experienced that um moving from Wisconsin when I don't know, maybe two weeks into clearing out the studio, I just, I hit a wall. I just felt like I couldn't deal with it anymore. One of the things that really helped me at the time was that a friend came and somebody, she, she was so generous to do this. If you have somebody that can help you step back help you see things a little more objectively, especially another artist who can you know, objectively see something in a piece that you should keep it or not keep it. Um, that's really helpful. Um, I we just said, you know, taking a break, breaking things into smaller bits. If you're, you know, if you're really overwhelmed by your making decisions about your artwork, maybe, you know, sort through your, your old uh, paint tubes or something for a while that, that isn't as fraught with uh, memories and emotions as maybe some of your artwork is. And just, I, I think the biggest thing with all of this is uh, to be self-aware, really. Like, it's so easy when something's emotional to brush it aside, keep going, and then all of a sudden something happens and you just lose it, you know, because you you haven't really acknowledged that this is a tough project to get through. So I guess all those things or some of those things might be might be helpful. And and also to to give yourself a break, it's okay to keep some stuff just because you feel sentimental about it. You know, you can't do that a lot, but I that helped me to just say, okay, some things, there's a few things I want to keep. I don't care why. 
I, they, I just can't let go of them. Of course, so, sometimes you get to where you're going and you're unpacking. And you're like, why did I keep this? I know. <laughs> there is that. And it, I was surprised when I eventually got everything out here to New Mexico and started unpacking what I had determined meant was meant to be with me here in New Mexico. There was stuff that I then got rid of. <laughs> I, you know, because I think on some days when you're going through your stuff, you're much more level-headed and practical and you're making clear decisions. Other days, not so much. And on those other days, you may have packed something that really didn't need to go with you. <laughs> so again, giving yourself a break, like as you said in the intro, we are not robots. You know, this is, uh, there's a lot of factors involved in this. And I, I wanted to read um, another quote from, from Allison along those lines. And she said, some days have felt very emotional and nostalgic. Other days, it was more about the energy and the work of just purging it. It was amazing to me how quickly I could make decisions about what to keep and let go. There were moments of finding some memorabilia that brought back fond memories of friends or family interests uh, some interest during an artistic era, like, you know, we come and go with these things, uh, travel, etc. I just try to ask myself, will I want this going forward? Um, that's, that's a nice balance of the emotional and the practical. But that last question is a hard one. You know, do I want this in my new life? Mm. A lot of ways you don't really know, because it is a new life. Well, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode? Yeah, and I, I do want to mention and emphasize the rewards of going through this when you are done. I think anyone who is on the other side of like a major downsizing tends to be happy about it. And they tend to be relieved. It's like a big reset. Um, you know exactly what you have because you've gone through everything. You know where it is when you unpack it in your new studio. And you also have a better sense of what you have kept means to you. I mean, you, you've thought about it and to some as much as you could. So there's this sense of feeling just more organized, more purposeful. And it has... In my life, just the last couple of years, coming out here to New Mexico, going through that process, I just feel like I have more um, ownership of my studio in some way. Like, my studio doesn't own me because it's got piles of stuff from decades everywhere. <laughs> I'm in charge. Uh, and it's, it is, you know, neater and more organized than it used to be. And... Um, it, it, that's a really good feeling. And I, I guess I just end with one more quote from Allison. And she said, after months of planning, purging and packing, it is super exciting to see the end in sight. In a few weeks, we'll be in our new home. And I look forward to setting up the new studio. I do revel in the unknown. I'm more than ready for the next art chapter and feeling open to the space of new art making adventures. So... I think that's a good note to end on. All right. Well, that just about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. For more from The Messy Studio, please go to MessyStudioPodcast.com and sign up for the email list. 
You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as Rebecca's public profile page. For more from Rebecca Kroll, check out RebeccaKroll.com and Cold Wax Academy at ColdWaxAcademy.com. Be sure to sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. For more from myself, Ross Tickner, check out RossTickner.com. The Messy Studio is a Tick Digital Media production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. Until then, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.